never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Bigger T podcast. I'm your boy Bigger T coming at you in full effect because Rex in effect is in effect. I'm gonna wreck up. I don't know what I'm saying. That goes back to high school days here. Yeah. But joined as always by my man Clint Clark, Big C. How you doing, man? And I'm fantastic. I'm better than I deserve. I got a cookie dog right here at my feet. Okay, dog, but he's in the floor, and I'm giving him I'm giving him back scratches right now. Oh, good. Oh, cookie dogs having a good day. Um, yeah. No, I did. I come across a lady on Facebook that had a bunch of pumpkins. Hmm. They're just free. Just come get them. And she used. You can tell she was one of them suburban moms that went all extra with the newborn and the baby pics. She got the toddlers, and they're all around the pumpkin. And she goes, "They'll be good for a farm or something." And so, like, I went and literally got. I would say probably no less than 10 pumpkins of different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I'm feeding them to the pigs. Pigs are loving oh, them. There you go. They're loving the pumpkin. I enjoy just throwing a big old pumpkin over there and just watching them all go. Rawr, rawr, rawr. See, if I would have been, if I would have saw a bunch of free pumpkins, I would have thought target practice. See, you go out, you know, get the, get the old deer rifle out, get the old shotguns out and just, because pumpkins are great to shoot at. You I know. bet they are. Because, you know, they'll, they'll have pieces fly up in the air, so it makes it look cool. Yeah, you know? It's got the guts inside the pumpkin. And it'll... Yeah, yeah. Try. Be cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can say. But I enjoy just watching them. I just enjoy throwing the pumpkin over there, and I didn't even smash it. I just threw it over there, and they just started. Pigs just devoured it. Tearing, it. tearing it apart. So are you, are you telling me that pigs – are bougie pumpkin spots fans? They are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're all, you know, we're, you know, us basic white girls, we're all pumpkin spots now. We're on the peppermint right. now. Peppermint now. <laughs> there, there has to be like a cartoon somewhere, you know, like, like a couple pigs sitting around a table with some white girls. <laughs> I just love pumpkin spice season. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice. 
<laughs> We're gonna run it for white girls everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, wait, pigs, pigs like that? Listen, I don't, I don't it's, think it's not um, cool anymore. <laughs> I don't think basic white girls are listening to this podcast. No, anymore. definitely not. This is definitely not the uh, basic white girl podcast. <laughs> No, but honestly, that's a great name for a podcast. It would be. You know, yeah. It's ba- the basic white girl podcast. Especially hosted by two guys like us. Yeah, like two 40-something-year-olds <laughs> pushing 50. Yeah. The basic white girl podcast. That's our podcast. next, that's our next podcast. Clark and Travis Johnson. Yeah. Hey. Hey, welcome <laughs> to your basic white girl podcast. Today, we're going to talk yoga pants. Why they're the greatest. I I personally love them. I'm just when I'm doing yoga, uh, yeah, and that would be it. We'd have to talk basic white girl things like yoga pants. Yeah, sure. I don't know what else. It'd be like us playing the name game with the hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> Get well, like, like two names in, and we're like, we're done. Like we're, Wayne Gretzky, and then Gordy Howe, and they're like, you. Can. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're we're done. That's it. <laughs> well, Clint, you know, um. We got to do Holy Snikes, and um, our Holy Snikes moment has got to be, yeah, for sure, the madness of the playoff. It's the last year of four team playoff, okay, and and you know a lot of people are saying good thing for that because you have an undefeated Power Five championship team in Florida State. That is on the outside looking in. Yeah. So, Clint, my question, did they get robbed? If so, who do they replace in the top four? You know, going into championship week, two things everyone thought was going to happen. Was LSU, I mean, not LSU, Louisville was going to beat FSU. Mm -hmm. Because they were starting a true freshman backup quarterback. Third string. Third string. Yeah. Back up to the backup, mm-hmm. which I'm so, is a position I'm familiar with. Um, <laughs> very familiar. <laughs> uh, I spent years there. Like if the guy in front of me gets hurt and then the guy front, behind him gets hurt, they'll probably move Gabe over from right guard and then they'll put somebody else in at right guard. <laughs> but then Gabe gets hurt. Huh? <laughs> um, no. But they thought, I mean, they thought Louisville would win. And I think a lot of people thought, okay, worst case scenario, Alabama beats Georgia. They thought one of those two things would happen, that, that Georgia would either beat Alabama or Florida, and that, that there wouldn't be this controversy. The big controversy is, do you shoot Texas up over Ohio State? That would have been the big discussion. Ohio State kind of got hosed in this entire thing because nothing they thought would happen happened. Mm. Um. And so, and then you're seeing like a mass exodus out of Ohio State. Now, to answer your question, <laughs> now that I just went all the way around it, but that's what people thought was going to happen. Um, the here's the thing: to me, yeah, Florida State got hosed. Um, it's like I understand it. But there's no way the Florida – and, look, I'm happy that if anybody had the displeasure of having this happen to him, it was Mike Norville. <laughs> but um, 
but you gotta hate it. Yeah. Got to hate it for them kids, and and you know how the how do you feel being that third string quarterback, true freshman, eighteen years old, and they and basically the a committee looking at you and saying, "It's because you're not good enough," which is basically what happened. They looked at that kid and say, "You're not, not just good that, enough. Clint." They looked at that starting left tackle, that starting running back. That starting defensive end, that starting linebacker, the other 21 players on that team that have busted their butts to get an undefeated season, okay, to win the last two games with backup quarterbacks in there. Okay, now they may not have been pretty wins, but they were wins. But they told them, you're not enough. You need to have a star player. Since you don't have a star player to get people to watch on TV, y'all get to go to another bowl. Forget you're not in the playoffs. And let's just be honest. Had that been had that, and and you know, I love to rag on North. I love to rag on North. Everybody knows. Had that been Brian Kelly, Urban Meyer. You know, you, you list the coaches. I, and I agree with Stephen A. Smith that that been Deion Sanders coaching that team. Mm-hmm. Florida State is in the playoffs. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. This was the one year you could actually make a case for the SEC champion not to be in because there were the, there were five. When come down to it, there are five. So is that who you replace them if you take if you, yeah, take, you take out Alabama, somebody? You take Alabama out because you played Texas. Texas beat you. Mm-hmm. There's one of those. There's two of those teams that are undefeated. I agree. Michigan was a no-brainer. Michigan passed the eye test. Washington as well passed the eye test. Oregon winning against Washington was another thing that I think a lot of people thought that would happen that didn't happen. Um, now you've got the who wants to really be here bowl between Georgia and Florida State because I mean it's just going to be. That is going to be the worst bowl. That I'm predicting right now that will be the worst bowl game in the history of bowl games because neither team wants to be there. Well, um, here's here's the thing, Clint. There's two ways to fix this. Okay. One way to fix it is coming next year. Mm-hmm. You put 12 teams in the playoff. That's going to fix it. That's you're, that, yeah. you're arguing. You're going to be arguing between – who should be number 12, that won't get as big of an argument. Because, no. Because you're not going to – Because you're going to have conference – all your conference champions will be in for sure. And everyone that you know, is, you know, controversial that, you know – I mean, you're, you're going to get pretty much everyone that's questionable will be in, okay? There will be some arguments every now and then for that number 12 spot but it's not going to be like it is this year, okay? Because you're at least covering every major conference will get their person, their team in, okay? Yeah, but you know what else would have fixed it this year, Clint? What's that, bud? Get off my lawn, baby. The BCS would have fixed it this year. Oh, my. Yep. You know what? Because you have two unquestionable – undefeated teams that were ranked 
voted the highest in Michigan and Washington, and that would have been your championship game if the BCS was still alive and well. Now, no, you were, you were, you were hundred percent. You were right this time. (laughs) Are you, are you going to now take scheduling everything into effect? Mm -hmm. Everything into effect, take scheduling and everything into effect. Top to bottom, every team playing hundred percent. Who are your top four teams? If I was just saying who like who's like if I was in a tournament, who's gonna win it? Well, what I'm saying to me, the top four teams just past the eye test is Michigan number one, Georgia number two, Alabama three, and Alabama probably no, I'd say Texas three, Alabama four. I agree with those. Saying, I don't think I think Washington's gonna get drummed by Texas. Well, and, and here's the problem with the BCS deal, right? Yeah. Is at the end of this tournament, it's, it's, I think it's going to be Alabama winning it all. I do too. I think, I think, I think that's who ends up, I think that's who brings it home. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't, I don't, but you know, Hey, you know what? I say that the SEC's record against out of conference division, you know, uh, power five teams this year is not good. You know, uh, it's not good at all. LSU lost to Florida state. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, you know, well, Bama lost to Texas, you know, um, so, I say that. Who knows? Who knows? Well, but I'm going to ask you another question. Whether they got something, whether, whether these 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 Yahoo's got something else right, and you don't know this, you didn't know this is coming. I'm coming out of left field. The Liberty Flames, thirteen and zero, mm-hmm. get an automatic BCS. I mean, um, not BCS, New Year's Six bid, mm-hmm. right? For being the highest ranked team. Did they get something that SMU deserved? Because I think they did. If you look at if you look at Liberty's 13 and 0, and I think the toughest school they played was New Mexico State. Yeah. They they played literally nobody. Nope. Now they went uh, they you know they did what you asked them to do. They went out there and they won every game. Mm. Uh, won their conference championship. They're 13 and 0. Congratulations. SMU's only two losses were at Oklahoma and at TCU, which TCU was wasn't last year's TCU, but they're still they're a Big Twelve school, you know. And you're and you don't yeah. get you don't get them places to come. Well, I say that you don't get them places to come to your home stadium, but it's TCU. It's across the street. Yeah, uh, it's Dallas, Fort Worth. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like going to Little Rock to North Little Rock. But but that's my drift. Or did they punish SMU? for playing better, a tougher schedule. I mean, obviously this isn't going to be a discussion next year because, because, um, no, this actually will be a discussion next year. And this is, this is, this is actually a very good discussion Mm -hmm. because, you know, you say, well, next year SMU is going to be 
ACC, so it's going to be irrelevant. And right now, you're just talking bowl games, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking bowl games right now. But but what are the rules of the 12 team playoff? It 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 is the highest, the top six ranked conference champions gets in. Yeah, that means Liberty this year would have got in over SMU, yeah. and literally, I I would say the Tulane win at Tulane for the conference championship was better than any win, any win that um that Liberty had. Yeah. So do you think? I mean, but you. The it's kind of like we're. I mean, of course, we're going to talk nil and all that, and we're going to talk transfer port and all that. But are we going to see a trickle down effect where, like, these schools like SMU are going to be like, man, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play a Power Five school. Mm. I'm not, I don't. I'm going to play one because I mean, if I I got a chance to be in the playoffs if I can go undefeated and I can go through the MAC undefeated. But if I have to go to Arkansas to get a paycheck, mm-hmm. I ain't going to do that. Yeah. Well, I think these super conferences are going to end up weeding all that stuff out down the road. I think, yeah, we're going to deal with that for a little while. But once the super conferences take effect, that won't be an issue anymore. Uh, we'll be we'll be done with uh, with dealing with that. And by the way, if the top 12 teams went in this year, if it was next year, the Florida State would have been the only non-Big Ten SEC member in the top 12. Because all the other schools were even – because Texas coming to the SEC. Yeah, because you got – And then Washington going – Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama, Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss – and Oklahoma. LSU LSU would have been left out at 13. Yeah. Well, seeing so would Oklahoma because they were the number 12 team. And um what's their face? Um I've I've just been talking about them. Liberty would have taken their spot. Mm. Where and you know, like I said, I'd make the case that I think SMU deserved that spot because they played Oklahoma. They went to Oklahoma, got within 17 of them, then then you had a, yeah, they got Liberty ranked twenty third. Yeah, and I just I don't think I think they got that wrong. Yeah, and no, no, of course, no. I mean, outside SMU, I do, they have SMU Sports Talk Radio. Um, <laughs> no, no one, but no one's talking about. Sure, it. they I, do. I'm sure they do. But uh, you know, I think if Rhett Lashley keeps it up next year, I don't think this next year will probably be Rhett Lashley's last year at SMU. Yeah, um, I mean he he he's proven himself as a coach, mm-hmm. and, um, for know, sure. I'm happy for him. But anyway, enough about enough well, about that. The transfer portal has opened. Yeah, the portal has opened, and people are flying in and flying out. Um, Arkansas has uh, had some players. Yeah, well, say they're going to the NFL. And Cam Little, and uh, and then some saying they're going to transfer. And uh, I believe uh, Malik Chavez was the last one today. Yeah. The latest one. Um, that it hasn't been as, as fast and furious as I think a lot of people were expecting. Yeah. I think last year they expected a lot of these guys 
went in there, and I think you looked at this team, and I I, I think they're looking at go this is this is pretty fixable. Um, mm-hmm. no, I really do. I think they're looking at. I think everybody is fixable. There's only two in there that right now that, of course, that being said, we're waiting on KJ Jefferson's decision. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and, I've uh, been saying for a long time. I think he's gone. Yeah. I think, I think he's, I don't know, I think he's, he may be waiting to see how some of this stuff above him shakes out, but that's a, I think he's weighing, I think right now he's weighing bids for the biggest NIL draw he can get. Yeah. That's I what think, I think. You know, I, I've said I think KJ should go ahead and just go to the NFL. That's been my opinion for a while now. But the problem is, is now Matt Rule come out and said a portal quarterback's going to cost you anywhere from a million to two million. Mm-hmm. With you know, and and how and you're seeing so many quarterbacks starters. Like every one of them going in the portal. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, thing. I mean, I mean, um, I mean, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Um, I mean, all these you know big teams losing big name guys. Uh, I saw where um, the Johnson brother, the tight end for Texas A and M, entered the portal. Um. There's, you know, so there's some people thinking, you know, with Bobby, with Petrino's connections there that we may go after him. Uh, Man, I, you know, and I'm not just saying this, I think we're pretty set at tight end. I mean, I'll tell you, I loved seeing that Haas and uh, uh, Washington both said they were coming back. Because Washington was one of them that a lot of people thought was gone. Yeah. There's a lot of people that thought he was gone. But I think um, everybody had high hopes that Haas was going to stay, and he proved it, came out right away. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a – you know, we got one out of the portal. We got a 6'7", 240-pound, uh, supposed to be the number one tight end in the portal right now, um, committed to us. So add, add one to the show there. No, I, I no, I agree. and. Really, um, Devin Manuel, I think that one hurts a little bit because I thought he was our best tackle last year. Mm. You've got um, you got a few guys that have a choice between super senior years. I, I saw that um, Brom will be coming back. You know, should be. And of course, there, there's still the the transfer portal thing. You got Kudis and Chambly, and you know, I think they'll get coached up. Um. I just think a lot of the way they were blocking and a lot of the run schemes they had, just they didn't fit this offensive line. I really don't. But I think you've got a lot of talent coming back. I was like, man, um, the losses in the linebacker room hurt. Yeah, man. That's, to me, that's been the biggest. I think I'm with you. I think I think the problems were bigger than just the offensive line stunk. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think there was communication issues. I think those guys under the right coaching, under the right offense, and I think if other things around them, I think there was problems between KJ and Enos. I think there was problems with, uh, you know, the – I think there was just problems all around, okay? And so I think – I think – and I think that's why a lot of them are coming back. 
Um, but I'm with you. The tight end losses, they hurt, man. Pooh Paul, uh, he's a guy I was hoping would be his whole career at Arkansas. Um, then um, Crook also had a good year. Uh, Manny Powell's another one that he he didn't get to play a ton, but he you know he uh, he's a guy. He was a good young athlete that you know losing those three guys hurts. Now the other guys are good that are left. I mean we yeah. Well, you got Jaheim Thomas back mm-hmm. now, and that was pretty, I think if I'm not mistaken, that was our leading tackler for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you got some young guys, but behind them that that you know, I mean Carson Dean's a name you hear a lot. He he's back there. Sherman. Yeah, I mean there there's there's I read an article on it today. Um, I feel good about the secondary. I really do. Yeah. I know. I mean, I know Nudie is what they all call him has the potential to come back for super senior year, but from what I heard, he's uh he's already accepted a East West Shrine game. Yeah, but he there's and, still some talk that he may end up staying, but but he I did. Think, uh, yeah, I think you accept if you get invited to that game, they mean they think highly of you enough. Mm-hmm. Highly enough of you that you're probably going to get drafted mm-hmm. as time. Sir, I highly encourage you to forego that super senior year and 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 go make you money, my man. I think him and Limmer both got invited to that, didn't they? Yeah. Limmer, I figure in Latham also has an opportunity to be um to go to the um to super senior year. Yeah. I think Latham and Limmer, like guys, thank you. But it's I think you both gonna make some money in the NFL. You need to go make it. Yeah. And uh, um, because it's a, a bonus year, I don't think it's going to benefit either one of them. Mm-hmm. If it's going to benefit you, draft um, help your draft stock. Um, and, and honestly, you know, like I said, with what KJ is going to demand out of the NIL deal, yeah, rookie minimum seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, so he can go play a year probably somewhere and double that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean. I, I, and like I said, the man, the man, and have a chance, and have a chance to go into the NFL off a better statistical year than what he yeah. had. It, it was because a, it I'll was, be honest with you. I mean, like I said, when I mean, you think he's draftable, I don't think he's draftable at all. I think with the year he had in what was supposed to be a pro style offense, I think NFL scouts are are running away from him right now. Well, he looked like Derek Carr that first year. Used to had a football team. The offensive line was that. Was, I mean, play was that bad. I well, that but bad. I think if I think if scouts watch it, I think they're going to see some mistakes he made too. Yeah, that, so, that caused some of it. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was all his fault. Don't don't get me wrong there. Can I but, ask uh, you a question, Travis? Okay. A real. If you want a coach to show that you can play in the NFL, that's going to call plays that shows that you can play in the NFL. Is there a better person to call those plays than Bobby Petrino? No, uh, I, I, <clears throat> that's the thing. Bobby Petrino may be the best coach for him. The problem is, can KJ take his style of coaching? I don't see KJ taking the in your face, the yelling, the, the, the high intense. The if they all hate me, then they, then they at least they're united in something technique, coaching technique that Petrino puts. That's out. a great that you know you got a great point there. There's something we've never brought up, and we hadn't planned on discussing it. But 
coaching style. Dan Enos, I would guarantee you, um, just from watching them in press conferences and seeing their demeanors, I would say he's a bit more abrasive than Kendall Browse. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit more blunt, probably a little bit more in your face and a little bit. He's more old school. A little bit more old school. Mm-hmm. You, know, you take, you're going a little bit even further old school when you go to Petrino. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, Bobby, Bobby Petrino, blah, blah, blah. He's he's going to wear on these kids these days. And that's, oh, Petrino, can he adjust his style enough to coach these kids? Some kids thrive under that, okay? You and I sort of thrived under that. I mean, yeah. our coaches were, I mean, in our high school, our coaches were like that. And we loved them. I mean, well, you know, you've we met we, Steve, you know, Steve Mullen's been on the podcast twice, and mm-hmm. I would not use the words warm and cuddly to describe no. Coach Mullins. Sometimes you need that, okay? And and that that is something Petrino is going to bring to this team that maybe they didn't have this last year. Maybe Odom was that a little bit the year before, you know. Maybe some other guys were. But but you look at what Petrino, but you but to be that way. To be that way, to be a little bit more hard-nosed than that, you have to have earned respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, just us being young mm-hmm. men, we automatically uh, we demand, you know, we we respect our elders. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's at 13. You're talking about KJ's a grown man. Well, and KJ's – KJ just brought in over a million dollars last year. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, he's – He's wearing a hundred fifty thousand dollar chain around his neck and and driving a brand new Corvette, and some some you know little five ten coach is going to be in his face yelling at him. You know, I I don't know. He may be the type that takes that well. He may be. I don't know. I don't well, know KJ. I don't know KJ well enough. But I'm saying that is something to. That he need that I guarantee you he's thinking about in his decision making. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna say the I'm just gonna say the words Lamar Jackson, and that's all I'm gonna say. Well, and and it worked well for Lamar, and Lamar, you know, apparently was wired to where that worked well for him. But everybody's wired different, you know. It worked well for, you know, for Ron Mallett. Ron Mallett yeah. was a big goofball. And he, they said, you know, he got Petrino to laugh and, you know, yeah. to break down barriers that no other, you know, like Tyler Wilson said, you know, they'd go in Petrino's office and Tyler would go sit in a corner somewhere and try to hide and said Ron Mallett would go sit behind his desk in his desk chair and get on his computer and check his email and, and just, you know, just treating him like he was at home, you know. And yeah. he said, he said, I never could. He said, I could never do that with Petrino. But he said, Mallet just had this way about him that he could do that. But he could, but Petrino would get in Mallet's face and yell at him and cuss him. And Mallet took it and used it and made him better, you know? And so some people were just wired for that. And some people aren't, you know? So I, I just, you know, you look at it like that, like he got Ryan Mallet to the NFL and he got quarterbacks from Louisville to the mm-hmm. NFL. And then with Lamar Jackson, I think if you have the talent to get to the NFL and your quarterback, Bobby Trey, don't get it out of you. Well, he can do it. You just got to – you have to buy into what he's doing. And, and, and that's my question. 
did KJ buy into what Enos was doing this year? Was that? I don't know. I don't know either. He may have. He may have, and Enos just messed it up. Okay. He may have, and Enos just messed it up. I don't know. Yeah. But we're not there in practice. We don't know. Now, now off KJ and back to back to what we're talking about. The, the transfer portal is crazy. And, and I think mm-hmm. part of the reason me and you talked about it, and we've talked about it for years, is 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 the abuse of the portal that that, that that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Because I agree, it is not right that you have basically free a quarterback free agency every year. If I was if I was a quarterback, I would literally hit the transfer portal every year mm-hmm. and just go to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. Why not? Make your money. Like, okay, at I'm least on. flirt with it. Yeah, I may start off at Houston. Okay, I'm starting at Houston. I I just I'm all Big Twelve. I'm in the mm-hmm. portal. Who, who's going to pay me the most? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's being abused, and part of the reason. And this is an over overcorrection by the NCAA, and it's just caused chaos. Because when you had guys that had coaching changes, I'm Ron Mallett, who we've talked about on here, mm-hmm. uh, went to Michigan to play under. Um, went to um, Carr. No, it wasn't Carr. It was the one after him, Brady. Wasn't it? Or was it Carr? It, but it was one of those guys. I think it's the guys at San Diego State now. But a big, but they, but they basically he came in to play pro style offense. Yeah, and they switched coaches and they went to and went to Rich Rod who mm-hmm. ran the. You're right, it was Carr. Um, so they went. He went to play in that offense. They switched offense. Rod, his quarterback didn't have shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Rod Malice, the statue back there, and they want somebody that was going to go run over all over the field is what Rich mm-hmm. Rod. Did. Um, so he, he, um, so he transferred mm-hmm. the NCAA made the decision. He had to sit out a year. Yeah. Coaches changed, but they punished Ron Mallet. Yeah. For not sticking with the system. So now what do you have every year? If you don't like what they had for lunch transfer, if you think the cafeteria is better at TCU transfer to TCU, we don't mm-hmm. care whatever reason you want. Mm-hmm. They had to overcorrect because they were because they were so incompetent for so long. What needs to I, well, and Clint, that the thing I is, I'm soapbox, Travis. But I tell you what needs to happen: the NCAA needs to go away. <laughs> that's, well, what, that's what, that's and, what I, and we've talked about on here that that we think. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I think. I think it's the NCAA is going to end up going away. Um, I think they'll, you know, when the super conferences happen, they will create their own governing body to, uh, to govern their athletics. And just like when the NIA, the, you know, people don't, a lot of people don't realize that the NIA was the governing body before the NCAA. And then they just ended up taking the smaller schools and I think what's happening is, is there's another gap has been created. Okay. So you're going to have, you're going to have the schools, the power five, you know, the, the super conferences, they're going to be controlled by this new deal. And the NCAA is going to get the liberties, the, you know, the, the, the smaller schools 
Tulane, whoever else, you know, the, the, you know, the, those, the, that next level. Okay. Yeah. Your that's, conference USA, Sunbelt schools. That, that's what, that's what I personally think. I may be wrong there. Who knows what'll happen. Okay. They it may end up being something else, but here's the thing, Clint. And, and here's, and like you said, and here's where the problem lies. They, they've waited too long and they've just opened it up to this wild, wild West. We keep hearing that, you know, where there's no rules. It's just whatever you want to do. <clears throat> and instead of like, well, like well, here, for instance, okay. Um, I was listening to drive time this afternoon and Rick Schaefer talked about that. There's a, there's a guy that's promoting a, uh, he's trying to save the NCAA. And what he's doing is he's suggesting that, and I don't know the, all the details of it, but it's something like this. Okay. I, I may be wrong on this. And if I'm wrong, y'all can tell me, but what it is, is he's saying that each university put a million dollars plus like a certain amount per like per athlete they have competing in division one athletics. So like some school, I think to be division one, you have to have 15 different sports. Isn't that right? Something like that. Something like that. And the money's got to be equal between the men and the women. Yeah. That's why we typically have more female sports because football takes up so much thinking money. That's right. So what they do is, um, what this guy's suggesting is, is that they take, and you take that, you take whatever that amount would be, and that would be your, um, your pool, your uh, salary cap, if you would, that you can pay your players out of that money. Okay, so that way it's fair for every school. So it's it goes by how many kids you have, plus that million dollars that you put in it. Okay. And so, like, if you have, you know, and you can distribute that money however you want to. If you want to be a basketball school, you can put most of it toward basketball. If you want to put it toward uh, toward football, if you want to put it toward baseball, if you want to put it toward gymnastics, however you want to do it, but it goes to the students themselves so that there's no outside NIL money coming in. It's all money that the university is making that they put into it. Okay. Now that sounds like it won't work. Okay. It won't work part of partly because that that's a big chunk of money for some, I mean, for Arkansas, that's not Even a, that big that is, is what you want to do is make it fair and it's never going to be fair. No. And part of this is because once again, the NCAA's stupidity, but here, here's my thing, Clint. If years ago they would have decided, you know, that when people started saying something, even when the Ed O'Bannon thing first happened, okay, you know, long time ago in the mid nineties, if they would have said, you know what, these athletes cannot get a regular job. They need to have a way to have a fair to where they get a fair wage for the time that they're putting in to because we're asking more of them, you know, they, if, if they're a chemistry major, they could still go out and get a job at, at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or whatever and, and make, you know, make, you know, some decent, make some spending money, things like that. Okay. 
So what if you set it up like a work study program, like the work study program is, and each athlete, whatever sport they're in, they just receive, you know, a certain amount, you know, like say, you know, um, what's minimum wage right now? $11 an hour or something like that. Okay. So say you give them $13 an hour and give them that for, you know, they, that, you know, part-time job, 25 hours a week, something like that. And then that, that way they have that money, whatever that would add up to that they get that along with their scholarship and food and everything like that. They get that as spending money so that they could have, you know, money like other kids that have jobs have. Okay. Now, if they did something like that for every, they, they could afford it to do that with TV money and all that different stuff. They really could afford it to do something like that. Okay. Because you're not talking about huge chunks of money, but the way they did it, they sat back and did nothing for all these years. Right. And well, now there's no way to bring it back. I mean, it's out of the, the horse is out of the pen and there's no way to bring it back in. You couldn't bring it back in to where these guys and girls got a just a normal, decent wage for their time that they did. Now it has to be, if you're an SEC quarterback, you got to get a million dollars. Well, here, but here's the problem. I'm gonna, Travis. You ever went somewhere and like, you know, you knew somebody that worked there, and they're like, "Nah, man, your money's no good here." Go, go, just hit the bricks, man. I, I'm taking care of this, right? Mm -hmm. You been somewhere and that's happened? Yeah. Right? Been somewhere to get about to eat and they say, you're good, man. Hey, will you just sign this or something like that? And maybe they knew you were somewhere. Well, they said Terrell Pryor was going to be suspended for four games for doing just that. Yeah. They Now, for some reason, they made him let him be eligible for the, um, the, the, the Sugar Bowl, which made mm -hmm. no sense. But what I'm seeing is there were that kind of ridiculous decisions. There, that was the ridiculous decision. Yeah. Where they're like, like, hey, like he signed memorabilia yeah. to get a tattoo. Yeah. Okay. If I'm like, if I'm sitting there and go, okay, I can either sign. Maybe this guy's a big Arkansas Tech third string center fan, and they're saying, hey, man, look, we'll give you this. Just man, just sign this '77 jersey for me. You know what I'd send? Like, give me a pen. Um. Jameis Winston. He'd be able to do that. If someone wanted to pay Johnny Manziel for his autograph, he should be able to do that. Yeah. You know how much money Johnny Manziel made the University of Texas A&M? Buttloads. Mm -hmm. Buttloads. So many number one jerseys. You know, I, I don't know. I can't but, Clint, but, but, Clint, there had to be. The thing is, though, I mean, what we're seeing right now, though, is those people are making money off that and it's causing problems on the teams problems that you know that that's been one of the, read between the lines man listen to the coaches that's been the two the problem that's been a big part of the problem in arkansas locker room the last two seasons is some people are getting a lot of nil money and other people aren't and coaches are not handling that well. The team's not handling that well. And it's causing contention between the team. Dude, that was why the strength and conditioning coach got fired. 
Because he was pumping it up. I know I mean, it's it's happening to everybody. Some people are handling it better. But the problem is, is there's no correction because of the NCAA stupidity. Yeah. That's the only short of if if it would have been ran right to begin with, we wouldn't have this mess. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the long short. I mean, I'm just I'm I mean, I, I just want to be blunt on it. Okay, now we're almost in the podcast. Yeah. We got what 10 minutes left and we're at our hour. Yeah. So we ain't even touched the best news. That was uh, the devil went down to Fayetteville and got the court stormed. That's right. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't come up with a clever transition, but um, obviously basketball, um, unranked, um, still after those two losses. I think you're seeing that right now that North Carolina is really stinking good. Mm. Uh, Greens, uh, um, a lot of those smaller schools in North Carolina are pretty good. I, UNC mm-hmm. Wilmington beat Kentucky. We took it on the chin versus Greensboro. And from everything I've heard is Greenboro, Greensboro's got a very good basketball team. And mm-hmm. come March, you're going to be seeing some of them. Um, Memphis, I still think, was one of the worst officiated basketball games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But but it's an L nonetheless, so you lose mm-hmm. those three games. And so Arkansas, they needed that win versus Duke, and they got it. And I thought it was – it, it was a very good game, and you saw him be clutch, and that was out. Traymon Mark was out for that game. Mm-hmm. Travis, what were your thoughts, bud? They played well. Um, I, my boy Brazil, I think I predicted three threes. He got four, wasn't it? Yeah, had a good game. Uh, Devo did not play so well. He got hit in the head. And uh, so he was out a lot of the game, but what game he was in, he played so well as far as he didn't score a ton, but he he just does whatever it needs to be done in that game to win that game. He just does, he's, he's just so good at that. Um, man, I <clears throat> they you know, battle played well, Ellis came back and played well in that game. Um, you know, Davenport started that game. Uh, Lawson continues to play bigger than what he is with the long arms, you know, blocking shots and stuff. They moved the ball well. They shot the ball well. They did a lot of those things that we said they didn't do well down in the Bahamas. They they did those well. And they did those well against For- Foreman, too. Um, you know, For- Foreman was it Furman, Furman, Foreman, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's an they, F man. That was a good team too that they beat. Uh that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good one. It'll make up for some of those a couple of those losses. Uh, because they're gonna beat a lot of good teams this year. Um but yeah, man, I think I think this team is I think they're coming around now. We got Trevin Brazil has twisted his ankle. Um so we want to, of course, a speedy recovery for him. We need him back as quick as possible. Um, but, man, they, uh, I big tell game, you. I, big game this Saturday. They play um, at, at Tulsa against number 19, Oklahoma. That's right. That's going to be a good game. Uh, that'll be a real good game, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good game. And hopefully we'll win it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. That's been um, – I think we went 500 against them. I think they've done, mm-hmm. been doing this for two years, and – Year one, it kind of went off the rails, mm-hmm. and uh, they they got us pretty good. And then we got them last year. 
um, I can't remember what they're calling this, like the Crimson and Cardinal Clash or some, something some like that. Yeah. Crap like that. But it's Arkansas versus Oklahoma. Um, I love Oklahoma's coach. I'm a, I'm a big Porter Mosier fan. Mm. When he was at Little Rock and when Nolan got fired, a lot of us wanted him to go after Porter. Mm. I think he went from there to Illinois State and he just didn't pan out. Um, and then, and then uh, from there, he wound himself at Loyola, Catholic, Chicago. Catholic school, yeah. Catholic school. And he killed it there and he, yeah. he waited to, you know, a big time job. Yeah. And we'll be welcoming the SEC next year. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Porter Mosier coming to the SEC next year. That's right. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> well, the basketball team's coming around, man. They're coming around. Um, Must seems to be in good spirits. Um, he's not, he doesn't seem as frustrated as he was at this time last year. Yeah. Even with the two losses they had in the Bahamas, he doesn't seem as frustrated as he was. Uh, so I think, um, I, I don't know, man. I think, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of pretty easy to read. You know, he yeah. wears, he wears his emotions all out there, you know, so, um, you know, it should be fun to watch. And then I, I didn't want to say one other thing about the portal. A really? lot of people, um, you hear a lot of hog fans, you know, they hear, you know, they hear about somebody leaving and they think they, they start saying, well, the hogs are just losing everybody. Everybody's running from that dumpster fire. Okay. Y'all, um, we're not losing all that many. We're not losing all that many, and every school is dealing with the same thing. Schools that had better records this year, that had you know more wins, that looked better on the field than we did, are dealing with more you know portal entries than we are. Okay, so anyway, uh, last week was my favorite portal um, edition. Was the quarterback that transferred from Notre Dame? Was it Tyler? I think it's, it's not. It's, I think it's pronounced Buckner, but it's not spelled like Buckner. But to yeah. uh, he went in the transfer portal for lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, know. he went. To, he went from Notre Dame to Bama, and then he's now he's going back to Notre Dame, but he's going for lacrosse. I didn't, well, you think he did that just so he could be in the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, ah, I was like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Travis. I interrupted you, bud. No. <laughs> no. Um, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about it, but Rocket Sanders, it's interesting. He's, uh, he's talking to South Carolina. Yeah. Him and Pooh Paul were the two that I was like, this hurts. Um, you know, that, those were the two that, those were the two that, that hurt Pooh Paul and, and Rocket. I mean, uh, South and South Carolina is also in for KJ. Yeah. Well, you can see you we'll see that what happens with Loggins. Uh, yeah. You can see it a little bit. Um, and I and I'm okay. You know, I think I, I would be happy if they went to South Carolina. I just don't want them going to another SEC West school that's on the schedule. Or mm -hmm. um, you hate that. And, yeah. Uh, but I, I think I think you know, and I think AJ Green went in the portal, and I can't blame him. He he was. I thought he was been the. I thought he was very misused last year. He was big time. Yeah. Very, very, very misused. And uh, if there's one player that I think I can look at Pittman but go, you didn't use that guy right. Mm -hmm. I'd say I would say that guy right there. Last weekend was a big uh, lot of state finals. Um, Bentonville played 
Fayetteville. Fayetteville beat them. The quarterback, Jake Lindsey, is going to Minnesota. A lot of people are criticizing Arkansas for not recruiting him, being Jim Lindsey's grandson, uh, former Razorback and booster. But here's but, the thing. If he goes up there and kills it in, in Minnesota. Well, you know. he, uh, you know, I think uh, – what's his name? Uh, what's the coach from Minnesota? P.J. Fleck. Fleck, yeah. Fleck. Fleck and two other guys came down and watched him play in the finals. And um, from what I hear, he told them, said, look, it doesn't matter if Arkansas comes now with, you know, because a lot of people are thinking Petrino's going to go for him. He said, uh, he said, I'm coming because um, Minnesota's told him here's the starter from day one as a what? freshman. The, the other, the starter from this last year and the backup have both entered the transfer portal. Yeah. So and they're they're saying that he's they he's gonna be the guy. You never know; they could be offering mm. a Mac transfer or something like that. I, I would never, I wouldn't trust anybody that told me I was the starter from day one. Because yeah, I would like to think that there's somebody better than me that they would start. Um, which well, um, another one, Bigelow. Bigelow, Bigelow got the got the big victory. Um, and they had a foot. They ain't had a football team that long. They've only had it about twenty years or so. A little bit longer. Well, and they've um they've actually um uh, like won it in baseball and basketball within the last couple of years. Yeah. And so they and now they've here they've won it in here they've won it in uh football. So that was good for them. And then um dude uh who is it the five A school, Little Rock? Um, who is it? Huh? I'm thinking Parkview, but I don't think Parkview. Yeah, yeah, Parkview. Parkview destroyed Shiloh Christian. Yeah, and they're probably the best team in the state. Five, five, and five. I mean, they're they're the best team overall. I've I've heard I've heard Parkview probably was the best overall team in the state. You know, they beat Bryant and and head to head, and um, they're. They're pretty salty. But anyway, all right, folks, thanks for listening and watching. Um, hope you're uh, staying warm out there. It's cooling off a little bit here in Arkansas. And uh want to thank you for listening and watching to the Big C, Bigger T podcast. Keep rooting them hogs on. I know it was a day Try to do better next time, people. Try to do better next time, okay? Take care. God bless. Peace. Sweat. What? When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard rhyme So I can sow the seed In a friend of no and pain, Lord knows I gotta follow his lead, that's why I sweat when I work, my hands get filthy down in this day.